Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle Podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless.
Michelle and Tyler, yeah. and the first time they're they're back in the house of the Lord with us. So good, so good to have these beautiful young married couples. Amen. We've never really been able to acknowledge uh, Lindsay and uh, Brother Cox uh, like we need to, but thank God we're able to do that. And uh, this morning, it's wonderful to see Sister CJ back in the house yeah. of the Lord. Amen. She's had that new pacemaker put in at the University of Virginia there in Charlottesville. And uh, she has insurance, but she has a lot of high. Thank you, Pastor. It's a, a great honor and privilege to get to be in the house of the Lord and feel his presence, his power. And the uh, spirit of the Lord so rich in the service this morning. It's a, it's a wonderful feeling, church. And uh, when you could come to the house of God and see the crowd picking back up, thank God and know God's in our midst. And so uh, it's in my heart to be a blessing to you this morning. I, I've been seeking the Lord and praying, asking God to deal with their heart. And, and Brother Philip called me. Uh, uh, he said, I, I meant to call you earlier, but I was, I was working on it, Brother Philip. And... Uh, I want to preach the burden of my heart this morning, if the good Lord would help us and you pray for us. In Mark's Gospel, chapter 12, I'd like to read, the Lord would help us this morning. We appreciate the goodness of God. What a blessing he's been in our lives. Amen. Through all of this went on in the last uh, several weeks now, and, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't even want to get into all of it, you know. Amen. God is faithful to us. Amen. And he promised us, church, if we'd be faithful unto death, he'd give us a crown of life. Mark's Gospel, chapter 12, verse 28. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, master, Thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love thy, his neighbor as himself, is more than all whole burnt offerings 
and sacrifice. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that durst ask him any questions. I wonder why. I wonder why. If the Lord had helped me for just a little while this morning and anoint me, and you'd pray for us. I'd like to preach from this verse 34 here. Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Would you stretch your hand this way and ask the Lord to help us? Please, Lord. God, I ain't nobody. But, Lord, you're everything. And I felt assuredly, God, that you dealt with my heart concerning these scriptures today. And Lord, I ask you to anoint us and help us, Lord, to break the bread of life in such a way, Lord, not to offend but to encourage and to cause people to draw closer to you in this last hour, realizing the end time is upon us and all that's happened in our world in the last little while. God lets us know we see the signs. Lord, we, we see your coming is so near. Help us, Lord, to not only make sure our own heart's ready, but help those about us to get ready for your coming. We'll honor you, Lord, and we'll praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. And the congregation said, Amen. Amen. And he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that durst ask him, any questions? You know, <clears throat> church, this lawyer here, that, that's what the other gospels called him. Not like what you would call a lawyer. Uh, one old brother out in Oklahoma thought that was what the scripture meant there when uh, it said, Woe unto you lawyers. And so, Brother James, he went out on the street in, uh, in front of the lawyer's office and he started preaching against them. And uh, he was pronouncing uh, 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 woes against them. And, you know, church, I, I can't say that uh, they don't need it, at least some of them anyway. But, uh, church, that, that was not uh, the sense that he was talking about here of a lawyer. He was literally uh, a man of the Old Testament law and uh, the books of Moses and and he knew the Jewish law, and from that standpoint, uh, the scribes, some of them, were called lawyers. Uh, they, they copied the law of Moses. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's who Jesus called on here. He said, woe unto you lawyers. They knew the law, church. They were so circumspect uh, uh, about the law when copying the law, if they made any mistakes... Instead of erasing it, they started all over again. They would not erase it at all. All that, amen, uh, they had to uh, go all over again. In church, they knew the law. This, these scribes and Pharisees, more scribes and Pharisees, but the word scribe is, is a, a writer, uh, one that copies documents. And the ancient uh, Hebrew word for writer was a scribe. And so what, what they did, they made copies of the law. So here, uh, one of these lawyers comes to Jesus, and he wanted to ask him this question here. And uh, he seen Jesus was answering these questions pretty good. And so 
he asked this question, which is the first commandment of all? And so when Jesus begins to answer him, church, uh, he, he's, uh, his first answer was from Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4 and 5. And his second was from Leviticus uh, chapter 19 and verse 18. So this scribe here knew the law and he acknowledged that Jesus was right. And when he told him this, the first principle here is, uh, stated is that man's relationship to God constitutes his highest responsibility. The highest responsibility that we have is to make sure our heart is right with God. And so Deuteronomy 6 and 4 said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Now this was the first commandment. And church, how many do we know that keep the first commandment? Oh, I hope you'll help me this morning. When you love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and mind, I remember many years ago now, Brother Gene Huff asked a question here at the camp meeting in Richland. And there was a, a, a one old boy that sat on the front pew said, I do, Brother Huff. It, <laughs> Philip, he caught him off guard. He didn't know hardly what to say. But, but church, you cannot say that if it's not true. You see... Then he, then he uh, said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Oh, church, we can never get right in our relationship with others until we get right with our relationship with God. Amen. We'll never love our neighbor until we love the Lord Jesus Christ like we ought to love him. Amen. I, I, you know, people use it so... Uh, 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 Loosely, I was listening to the news the other night, and and, uh, and you know they was going on about uh, what we were facing and and uh, and the attacks against the Christian people, and the commentators that was talking they had just got through cursing, and they said they loved the Lord and Jesus Christ was their Savior, and I'm kindly scratching my head, brother Philip, and. You know, uh, uh, could I say, the less you love God, church, the more you show it in how you treat other people. Yeah. Amen. Now, I, I don't know, but somehow we have this uh, uh, crazy idea that we can hate and uh, uh, we can uh, uh, disrespect and disown our neighbor and still love God the same as we always did. Huh? Amen. You, you can't be right with God and do that, church. And so you, you don't love God. Don't even think about your mind, your heart, your soul, your strength, and, and sit there with hate in your heart with those that sit beside you. You can't be right with God and wrong with your brother or your sister or your neighbor. For whatever it's worth, church, you know, if you got bitterness and envy and strife in your heart, I don't have to know it. Amen. I don't have to read everybody's mind that I'm speaking to this morning. You know how you are in your own heart without somebody else 
uh, uh, reading your mind. And, and if you have awed against someone, uh, you know it uh, first and foremost before anybody else. And so, church, you can't be right with God until you get that out of your heart. Amen. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Jesus was talking to this Jew here. Uh, they well understood this principle. You must love God. And, and you can just see them agreeing with him. Yes, you're right, Lord. That's, that's right. You've got to do that. Deuteronomy 6 and uh, 4. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and might. And then Jesus adds some more to it, church, and he said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, I hope you'll help me preach this morning. Can you imagine that Jew in his heart here saying, Oh, but we have no dealings with the Samaritans. Huh? I mean, you know, the Jews had only certain ones that they dealt with. And so do many of us. Amen. They said, can, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Jesus was cutting right into the heart of this Jewish problem here when he said, love thy neighbor as thyself. And so the Jews here, uh, 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 the Bible said here in verse 34, and when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, and the scribe uh, uh, said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all thy heart, and with all thy understanding, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and to love thy neighbor as, as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now, church... That's a pretty good answer there. And so now Jesus lets this strict Jew here know something else. And th this right here, church, is something that we are, uh, you know, we, we have got to know ourselves. This right here, we must find out some way. This is one of the keys to salvation right here. We've got to understand this for ourselves. Jesus in answer, this Jew let him know that he was lost right here. He was a scribe. He was a, a, a man of the law. But Jesus makes this revelation to him uh, that uh, he's lost here. He told him here in verse 34, he said, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. How close are we? Huh? He's saying to this Jew here, You know the law. You say what I'm saying is right. Uh, uh, this, this Jew here felt that he was all right, church. Hey, could I tell you this morning why we have such poor altar calls? Oh, I hope you'll help me right here. We don't feel our need for anything better. We're satisfied right where we are. Brother Philip has been preaching tremendous to each of us. That ought to make us want to move up and get closer to God. But in our ideal of Christianity, we think we're all right and he's preaching to everybody else. Huh? And so, you know, church, we, we, we get down at the altar and we get up just like we went down. And, and, and we don't feel our need to do anything better. We're all right, preacher. 
And if you think because you go to this church that it's going to take you to heaven, it's a ticket, you're wrong. You're very wrong. Until the Holy Ghost smites our heart, church, to see how bad a shape that we really are. Are we going to do better? We're not going to do better. We think we're all right. What's the need? And so when you can sit in the, in the house of God and judge everybody in church and judge every service about how you thought it went or, or how it was or, or how it should be, you're never going to do any better because you justify everything you do yourself and you condemn those around you. Amen. And, and, and think that I myself need nothing from God. Oh, this Jew here, this man of the law, he agreed that Jesus was right here. Then Jesus drops his bomb on him. You're not far from the kingdom of God. He showed a, a, a church uh, exactly where, and church, uh, he should have said, well, what? You mean I, I, I'm not in the kingdom? No, I'm sorry. But you're not in the Jesus said they would come to him in the last day in Matthew 7 and 22 and say, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto him, I never knew you. Oh, I wish I could help you this morning. Isn't it something, church, how we can come to church with our attitude, oh, how much we love Jesus, and we can't even speak to our neighbor, our fellow man. Our proud heart, our stiff neck keeps us from seeking God and trying to do better and trying to move. I'm telling you, God saved us, but he didn't save us just to stay right there and never move up and never do anything else. I'm all right. I, I'm where I want. Hey, you're not far from the kingdom. God, would you help us? How we need a revelation, church, of how we stand before God. Now, harbor things in your heart against one another. Pretend that we're all right. Hey, if we ain't careful, church, you know, if this ain't the Laodicean church, we ain't never going to see it. We are rich, we are increased in goods, and we don't need anything, huh? Most of us has got more than we've ever had. We've got two or three vehicles to our name, huh? If one don't start, we'll get in another one, huh? I mean, church, we don't need a revelation of how good we are, but we do need something that'll make us move up and go Closer to God and get better at our attitude and get better at our walk with God because we are nearing the end time. And if ever we are going to get stirred up, we better do it now. Amen. Oh, God, help me this morning. That scribe said, Preacher, you're right. You're telling the truth. Jesus said, Thou art not far from the kingdom. How close are we this morning? Almost, but lost. What a dangerous place to be in this morning. We justify what we do and condemn somebody else for what they do. All preachers lead us to a crisis point. 
All preachers lead us to the valley of decision. We've got to make a decision. We can't continue in limbo any longer, church. All preaching leads us to get up and go to the bathroom or go home or wherever we go and say, well, that was for somebody else. That was, I'm telling you what the preaching does, church. God is trying to bring us to the decision about our own self. How is my heart with God? Looking at the, what was this next question? When Jesus told him, thou art not far from the kingdom, why did he quit asking questions? Why did he stop? Why didn't he say, sir, uh, what must I do to be saved? If I'm not right, what do I need to do? Jesus was bringing him on down, church. One more question, and he might have made it in, but he never the Bible said, but no man durst ask him any more questions. You know why? Because he was getting right down where they were. And they weren't willing. That's where Jesus is trying to bring every person to something better. Something more real in our life. We can't just go on just, just the mediocre. Hey, we are so self-satisfied in our wholeness churches until we can't hardly find Anybody, church, that'll admit they need a closer walk with God. We need to draw closer. Oh, I, I was hoping, I was hoping you'd help me preach this this morning. This is a burden of my heart. We're in the end time, but we're so dim in our heart. It, it's hard to get people to repent when they don't think they need anything. They've got everything they need. Money's coming in good. Plenty of food in our cupboard. Full tank of gas. One old boy went to church for years trying to get him stirred up. Uh, he said, well, why pray? I never do anything wrong. And that is our attitude this morning. It might would help to go back to the basics. Huh? You remember when you first got saved? And Lord, if you'll save me, I'll serve you. I'll do anything. God, if you just... I never found where this guy ever entered into the kingdom. Close, but not in, church. Close, but how close can you get and not get in? Huh? Ain't that like many today? You, you, you come near and you see what's taking place. Many tremble. They desire. They make vows and promise. I'm the God if, if you'll let me live to see the next service. I'm really good. And by the time the next service comes along, we are preoccupied with everything else on our mind. And we don't have time to get serious with God. Many tremble. Oh, they utter resolution. But they de decide, church, to put it over in file 13. After a while, I, I'm going to, we have set our prayer time and we're going to stick to it. And then this props up. Lord, I, I'll get to it in a, in a little bit. Let me take care of this. And then it's that. And then before you know it, the whole day's gone and we've not took time to pray. And that's God's guidance for the day. Oh, I wish I could help you. The trail of those that are close. But they never get in, church. If you search the scriptures, nobody who ever got close and turned God down ever got in. 
You remember King Agrippa in Acts chapter 25? The Bible said in verse 23, And on the morrow when Agrippa was come and Bernice with great pomp and was entered into the place of hearing, Paul asked the question, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? You believe the word of God, King Agrippa? Oh, yes. Oh, we all believe the word of God. Don't we, church? We believe in Jesus. But we just don't have time to seek him like we ought to. I know thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day, were both almost and altogether such as I am, save these bonds. Oh, what a tragedy, church, to be almost persuaded but not quite. Not now, preacher. Oh, oh what, what, what are you waiting for? You know, the rich man in hell, Abraham told him, Thou wilt not be persuaded, though one rose from the... I'm telling you, what is it going to take to awaken our senses, our heart, to realize, brother, we have lacked so much in our lives and we're not where we need to be with God and we're fixing to face the judgment and so many are not ready. Oh, sweet Holy Ghost. Oh, I almost preached good enough for some to come in. I almost moved some to pray. I almost got close enough to some that they realized that they need to move up and get closer to God, but not quite. How many will stop short of giving their heart to God this morning? Almost, preacher. You're going to check out one day. You're going to leave here. We're marching at 70 heartbeats a minute and we're marching toward eternity and so many of our people, our friends and loved ones that can talk the talk but they can't walk the walk because they have never made peace with God. They're close. You've touched them. You've moved in their lives. Church, will you help me this morning? When Paul preached to Felix here of righteousness and temperance and judgment to come, Felix trembled, but he would not pray. Go thy way at this time. I will hear thee at a more convenient season. Preacher, I, I had a friend of mine. Every time he had trouble, I'd go often and talk to him, Brother Philip. And he'd say, Preacher, if I don't straighten up and quit lying to you, God's going to kill me. Time and time again, I'd visit him in the hospital. Stroke after stroke. He kept having many strokes. And, and, uh, and he had a, a, a bleeding on the brain. And they did surgery on him. And he had a major stroke. Hit his right side. He couldn't talk. I didn't know he couldn't talk. I visited him and prayed with him. And he started talking to me. And I came out, and his family said, well, how is he, preacher? I said, well, he, he told me, he prayed, and he told me he felt better. And they said, no, he can't talk. I said, yeah, he talked to me. They couldn't believe it. God giving him opportunity after opportunity. He got to come home, and he started feeling better. We would visit him every Saturday. One day I went to see him, and some of his old buddies was there. And he didn't want to talk much to me, Brother Chad. He didn't want me to say much about God. And he kind of brushed me off. And then he had another major stroke. 
And I went to see him. He wept and cried there in the rehab center and said, Preacher, if God had to show me mercy and let me come home, I'll be there if it's in a wheelchair. He came. But it was in front of the podium. And I preached his funeral. Oh, your heart is racing, huh? You sit there in your pew and you feel God dealing with you. And you wonder what's going on. And you're closer to God than you've ever been. But you've not made that commitment to him. Lawyer, you're close. Thou art not far from the kingdom. Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. When you're very close to getting in, you see in church, in, this, in these scriptures here, this, this ruler here, this lawyer, you witness the presence of God. You witness this man answering the truth of the word of God. You've seen it and you witnessed it with your eyes, but seemingly that's not enough. Different ones turn and walk away like they do in our churches today. Closed, oh, so very close. Hey, church, how many times have we seen people come real close but not close enough? They've come, Brother Philip, and they prayed in their altars and we baptized them in the, baptiz- uh, the baptistry and they never came back. They got close. They were stirred but not enough. How close are we, church? The sad thing is God's kingdom comes near all the time. But people push it away. Not now. I'm reminded of a couple that prayed in a revival that I preached. They did good. They had been having marital problems. Brother Philip, they did good for a while. But somewhere down the road, They fell out of love with God again and went back into the world. Their home was split apart. He moved in with mom and dad. And one night when his dad went to church, he went into his bedroom and took a gun and shot himself. His mother was there and heard the shot and he come running out. Oh, mama, I've done it this time. Brother Steve, he took off running for the car trying to make it to the hospital, but he died on his way to the vehicle. He never made it. How close, how close can we come? There was a man here in town, Brother Philip would know him, Brother Ralph knew him, Dewey Cole. Dewey retired from the military and he had a business in California, married a lady in California. They had a lucrative business there and they sold out and decided to retire. And he bought his old home place over here. I built him a house there. I think Brother Aaron and Sister Regina owns that house now, or they may have sold it. But anyway, I built him a house. Brother Philip Dean was working for me at the time, and we had finished the house, and we was going over a punch list and a few little items that we needed to touch up, adjustment we need to make, and we helped them unload their heavier parts of their furniture into the house. And she was there, and some of his brothers and sisters-in-law was there helping them get their house set up. And Dewey was the last load he loaded up in California. And his daughter there in California said, Dad, I'll see you off in the morning. He said, okay. He got the truck loaded up. He went to bed. 
She came in, noticed he wasn't up. She went in to check on him. And he had a massive heart attack in the night. Me and Brother Philip Dean preached his funeral down here in the mausoleum at Doran. She come up to me and she said, Preacher, we almost made it. Close. Had most of the furniture there. His wife was there. But he didn't make it. How close are we tonight? Or this morning, church? You know, he got so close. But not close enough. Too many people live. Come, sis, get us a song. Come, Brother James. Mrs. Randy, somebody come get us a song. You know, we live with this false hope that just before we die, We'll, we'll pray through and God will usher us right on into the glory world. But how many goes out so fast in their sleep or whatever and they don't have time to pray. Close. It was on their mind. They were thinking about it. God would give them another chance, huh? Just enough to pray before he ushers us into the glory world. Is that what we want? Live like the devil and right down to the end of the journey. Say, forgive me, Lord, and just take me right on in. I'm afraid it don't happen that way. How close are we this morning? We're so close to the coming of the Lord, it ain't even funny. Brother Philip told you about that rabbi. And those afraid to leave, afraid the Messiah will come before they could get to be there when he come. But their Messiah is the wrong Messiah. And when that Messiah of theirs comes, the church is going to be ushered out of here. How close are we? God told us to watch and to pray and to be ready. Are we ready this morning? Stand with me this morning. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't worry this morning, but I preached the burden. Oh, thou art not far. Oh, so many in our churches across America they're not far from it. They got it on their mind. They got the right idea. They're not willing to make the total commitment to God that'll bring them into the kingdom of God. These altars are open this morning. If you're listening on Mixer, and these words have touched your heart, and you realize there's an emptiness, there's a void that you've been neglecting. Christ is not where he should be in your life. Would you make that commitment today? Find you a place to pray as the saints of God gather around these altars. Would you come, let's seek the Lord today while he may be found. God bless your hearts. have left the valley with its lonely shades of night. Over on the other shore And moving higher Every 
Treasures over on the other shore. 